Recording. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 83 of the Fresh Mondays podcast with your girl Diana and Marley back on the ones and twos. <laughs> back at you again for the quarantine edition. Yes, guys, we're still at it. We're still doing it. We're still surviving the lockdown. We're we still are clocking this shit in. <laughs> still, like some call it, house arrest. Still doing no, it. That's a lot. That's a that's extra. At least we can still go to Target. This is true. Things that matter. Right. I think if Target was closed, we would have more of a difficult time. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Is that I first mean, world any, problems? I mean, any superstore right now is major fucking key. You know what I'm saying? A store where I can get food, clothes, clean supplies, and also like games and shit at the same time is and like- a, and, a, and a a face mask. <laughs> I mean, you Lotions. Have, come on, like these superstores, even though they're killing the American, you know, business, they, they really come through, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know where we would be without these superstores and even Amazon right now. I know everybody like hates these big companies, but what would we be doing right now without them? Would the small business be, that's, a, that's actually a, a great thought. Would the small business still be like functioning if Amazon and like big market box um retailers weren't open or didn't well, exist i mean the, the good thing about amazon even though we're not gonna like go all the way deep on amazon right now but the, the good thing about amazon is that it at least is giving independent entrepreneurs a, a, a way to sell things Very true. drop shipping is such a huge business yep. and it's like the wave for people in our age bracket to make side money i know mm-hmm. many people who do it you know for those of you who don't know anything about it it's worth a google it's really something that you can make some money off of if you have the patience to actually educate yourself. My page is half built and sitting there. <laughs> right, exactly. But the point is, it is true. It's not just a fad. It's a, it's a profitable business. And because of a, a huge conglomerate like Amazon, that's why people can do these type of things for a living. So in a way, even though people hate Amazon and the fact that it's kind of killing small businesses, it's, a, it's creating a different type of small business at the same time. It has this, everything has its 50-50. Everything has a small deal with the devil or like, you know what I mean? Like everything has its negative in some way, shape or form. Um, But these are interesting times we are living in. And so as our conversation from last week um, with Gana Ocho in regards to small businesses and small business loans, we did come across a lot of um, valuable information for small business owners opportunities and actually we got to see and understand the struggle small businesses are going through at these times and also ironically as you guys have all been noticing on the news since the last time we aired or dropped you know we had a guest that was honest enough to tell us that they weren't following the rules come to find out people were desperate to start working because now they started opening up some states and they're starting to allow some businesses to open and they couldn't wait. They're out there and they're working and they're wearing masks and they're cutting hair and they're doing different type of things. And I can understand that. We spoke to someone on our last episode, for those of you who didn't catch it, just you know, play back to the previous episode, uh, number 82. You'll get to hear a person who said, I'm gonna defy the rules right now and I'm gonna survive. And I think that it, this example was seen in the past week and a half with all these business owners, like just basically working even though they may have not been advised to. That's, that was a risky take. That was a risky 
you know, thing to do for him. But it's for each their own. Just like for these small businesses to still open, that's your own risk. That's at your own risk. And as a consumer for going to the small businesses, that's on your own risk as well. Right. Right. Because now you're opening yourself to, you know, and, and I think about this, what were we doing before this? Like germs are still existing then. Right. Right. And of course, this is a different germ. But now we're taking super precautions that you want to make sure the next place you go to to get a, bar, a haircut is taking those same precautions that we now are Absolutely. implementing in our social norms. Right. But everyone has to enter now as they were before at their own risk, but at a higher risk. I think. Right. But I also saw a really good take on this talking about how we're not building an immunity to whatever this is because we're locked up. So there's, there's a factor to that as well. You can't just hide for the rest of your life. We can't face this with fear. We have to also understand that we have to have faith that things are getting mm-hmm. better and that you have to develop some type of a strength against it. Like you can't live in a bubble. Because no, if that's course. the case, there's always going to be something else that can harm you and kill you. And You'll live in you. fear. Fear itself will kill you. Exactly. That's what so that it's about. like a lot, like, like not to go 100% left but in sweden as we all know they've been open and they didn't do social distancing for us quite as long as we did and they're doing social distancing still with their businesses functioning and they're having a lot of success so it's not as if there isn't another alternative to this option so just because a person is willing to go to the store because they feel like their immune system is on point it doesn't mean that we're not looking at them like crazy rebels because you don't follow, you know what I mean? That's not the case. I do have a small hot take, but I'll do it off the mic. (laughs) (laughs) It compares it to Sweden to Americans. Yeah. Just on a cleanliness level sometimes. I just feel they run differently, if that makes sense. Just a weird little thing. Just a thought. And less number of people that makes like i don't know that was just my first thought is cleanliness sometimes i can't trust other people's cleanliness if that makes sense that's fair and (laughs) we have a lot of things that we do that not other cultures do yeah just a random like that's the first like thought the process but that's very true i mean fear can possibly kill you and i think that's the other thing we need to remember there's so many factors there's so many ways to go about it there's so many like thought processes because when this first started, I told everyone, like, stop panicking, relax, calm down, wash your hands, right? Like, just chill, right? And I haven't had fear, thankfully, but I know a lot of people who do have a lot of fear in them. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that, you have to just remind them, like, it's all going to go back to normal. I can relate to that. I think that I don't think I've ever felt fear. Yeah. Like, not, 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 not thus far. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so... We're going to liven this up a little bit because there's a lot happening out there. Um, And so far during the quarantine series, we've talked about different areas that have been affected or impacted in some sort of way with uh, all the closing of businesses, events, uh, live sports, all these social gatherings that used to be available (laughs) and are now canceled. Uh, We're going to go into the topic of uh, sports. And we've covered small businesses, we've covered uh, individual actions and those kind of things. And so now we want to know, how does this affect those big sports gatherings? Um, I mean, just sporting activities that we used to do all together. What does that look like in the near future? 
what does it look like for students, for athletes, etc. So we're going to be joined by a guest. Her name is Takara Williams. She is a former WNBA bas- basketball player and a current head coach at Nova High School for basketball. And we're going to talk Jordan Doc, sporting events, and all that stuff, et cetera, with the pandemic. All right, guys, Takara, welcome to the show. Welcome to Fresh Mondays. How are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on. Tell um, our listeners about yourself, what you do, and your background, because I think that's important to share also while you're our subject matter expert on this conversation today. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I graduated from uh, South Bride High School in South Florida. Got a college scholarship to Texas A&M. As you can see, it's my background. Gigum Aggies. <laughs> and um, from there, I got drafted to the WNBA, played overseas in Korea, China, Israel, and Turkey. And um, I coach high school basketball right now. I'm the current head coach at Nova Southeastern University at the high school. And I also am a real estate agent, call myself the basketball realtor. So that's me in a nutshell, just to summarize it up. Um, I actually am a SEC legend. That's the conference that I played basketball in in college. In 2016, I became a SEC legend. Wow, that's amazing. I know the SEC network is huge. That's where you watch all the games. Yes, yes, the yes. Games. Yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. Yeah, awesome conference. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Does so that mean like champion. you have a? Oh. You're a champion. She's an athlete. We're talking to an athlete and a champion, which is perfect. <laughs> We're trying to get sure. into champion athletic conversations. <laughs> there we go. There I was, we go. I was we gonna say that means that she has like a lot of numbers and a lot of things. Like it shows. Yeah. So, yeah. so my senior year in college, I actually um, led the nation in steals. So I was number one in the nation in steals, and I also hold the steals record at Texas A&M with 452. So I hope no one breaks that record. I kind of oh, went kind of high. So that, yeah, they're going to have to put in some work if they want to break that one. <laughs> That's, That's what's, what's up. up. Um, speaking of high school students, I know this has a large impact and a hard, like a real hard like, hit for the kids who are in high school. How are your students holding up? in because that's one part we wanted to talk about also is how are teachers holding up students holding up in this whole pandemic especially with their whole year is kind of messed up and like you're not going to get back to those games you're not going to go for championship like what does that look like how does that feel for the for the kids and for you um well for the high school kids we actually we had already finished our uh state championship so that was pretty good It, it affected college more um our high school season was over but now that we're in off season uh, not being able to work with them and, you know, kind of be there with them to see what they're doing is kind of tough. And with the parks being closed, a lot of kids don't have the opportunity to get to a park and work out. Fortunately, my kids, they have courts in the back of their houses. Um, they've had basketball goals in their houses. So, you know, they're a little more, um, they have an advantage. And I'm just hoping that during this time that they take advantage of that. But for the kids that don't, you know, you have to improvise. You know, I did that growing up. Um, you gotta just dribble in place wherever you can find space in the house. Probably drive your parents crazy, but gotta get the job done, you know, especially if you're trying to get to the next level and play and keep yourself in shape. And it is tough, you know, it's thinking outside of the box. I think with this generation of kids, they've become so accustomed to a gym and playing inside that they didn't know what going outside meant until they had to go outside. And now that outside is closed, it's a little tough for them. Right. Now, what happens to those students who have prospective scholarships to go to, you know, universities? 
because they're athletically above the rest, doing really well, they're doing well in stats. What happened to those kids, you know, because of this, no one's able to see them play. Are they getting acknowledged from like videos from what they were doing in the past? Like, how is that working out? Yeah, so now is the time that you gotta, you know, you gotta be a little more proactive and with that comes the video. So if you have video, you need to be sending it out to coaches, um, emailing coaches because coaches actually have nothing to do but read emails now. So if you send out videos and they can get to see you play, it's basically everybody's working on um, <laughs> without seeing you in the flesh and just on video, there's some things that may be missed. Like, you know, the character of a kid, like if they messed up in the character, doesn't catch how they reacted it's kind of hard for coaches to gauge what they're doing there so video is going to be key in communication with schools I know a lot of kids think that they should just jump on the first offer that they have but you got a lot of kids on the uh, collegiate level that's entered into a transfer portal so that means that the college they were at they don't want to be there and they put their name in a transfer portal to be picked up by other colleges which affects the graduating class of 2020 if they haven't signed to a school yet interesting this is a whole new... <laughs> i noticed a lot <laughs> no but it's, it, this is a whole new uh like graduations affected also i know my cousin has to graduate by watching the screen and her name pop up like right. that's another as we talk about going to college like she went through all of college she goes i worked this hard and now i'm just looking at a computer screen for my name Man. Instead of them four hours, I was supposed to be sitting there. She's like, there's a, there's an advantage to it. I don't have to sit there, but right. I'm going to watch my name and I'm going to have my party in the backyard of party of one outside right. for my graduation party and do it. So yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Even though graduation is boring at the end of the day, every graduation is boring. We all know no matter that. what, <laughs> even when you're the one graduating or watching someone graduate, you're like, this shit is long. However, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a rite of passage, you know what I'm saying? And, and that sucks. Yeah, and these kids, you know, like you guys were asking about um, how does it change the scope of things, you know, going to a campus and visiting the campus to see if you want to go to that school is nothing like actually being on the campus, getting a feel for the student That's body, uh, the staff walking around in the facilities. I mean, virtual is great, but you, I'm telling you, the reason why I chose Texas A&M, when I went there, it's just, it was a feeling that I got. Like, I just connected with the atmosphere there. And I don't think you can get that virtually. Well, for me, at least. I won't answer for everybody. And to think of it, like, a lot of these colleges aren't going back in person to, like, probably next spring. Like, fall is all going to be fall semester or summer. Both are actually going to be probably all virtual, all online classes the whole time. And it's probably going to take some time to actually even go into the physical realm of yeah. holding classrooms. Remember, you used to sit like 85, 90 people into a classroom and you'd be like, the oh, hell? Girl, a lecture right. can have 100 people for sure. A lecture. That's the word, a lecture. You remember them? Yeah. Lectures? Of course, everybody had lecture hall, especially for them generalized classes. Right. Of course. So, sociology 101 and there's 89 of us, 110. <laughs> Right. piled exactly. up in some old ass classroom with no you AC. sign in there's no attendance you just sign in <laughs> <laughs> i remember now to think about it like these kids are going to miss out there's a lot of interaction there's a lot of physicality that kind of gets removed oh my god school with, is everything i can only imagine what it feels like to be a student right now and not be able to go to school you complain in your shit. 
But school, <laughs> it don't matter what year you're in. School is everything. When you're young, you have nothing going on. School is like, okay. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because you want to leave so bad, and then you'll be like, damn, take me back. Hell yeah. It's just bullshitting outside all day. Hell Nothing yeah, like especially interaction. you know the teenagers ain't making out with nobody. They ain't doing the little, <laughs> the little low-key stuff in the hallways. You know they ain't bored. <laughs> Not to think of it, I did enjoy high school. I enjoyed my high school. But I, I don't care what nobody has to say. I went to Douglas. You could call Uh-oh. it what you wanted to call it. There we go. I know, hey, yeah. Go. Little privileged kids and everything. But we had a blast and so we knew how to make it work for with yeah, what we got. Hey. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's always that. So speaking of social gatherings, um, one thing I was thinking about is how do we go back into going to sports arenas or sporting events or fields? Though not well, not fields because that's super wide open space with plenty of six, <laughs> six feet separation. But like, how do we go back into those large, crowded heat games? I mean, but do we see that even happening? Is the real question. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very tough. Be, look look at my background. Like, you guys see that? That's yeah. a lot of people. People that's, in there. That's, what that's I'm the saying. energy. Like, that's the you, energy. Yeah, it, it's hard to get back to that space because, I mean, again, you don't know who has what and you're not trying to pass it to someone if you have it and don't know. And then vice versa, you don't want them passing it to you. And universities and um, pro teams don't want the players being affected, the players and the coaches and the staff members of that facility it's just so much liability that goes into that. Um, I know for basketball season, like right now it's the summertime and we have uh, what we call the evaluation period where colleges can be out and see kids play. But the next one coming up is in July. And it's just like, how do you, it's hard to have that without a crowd because parents are have, would have to send their kids without them. And that's tough within itself in this day and age to send your kid with the coach and expect the coach to be, over everybody. Back in my day, yeah, that was easy because we all respected the coaches, but kids now, they're slick. Um, <laughs> they, they get into everything, so that's a tough responsibility. So I'm not sure how they're going to get this going. I hear the NBA is actually opening up to the players for practice uh, May 1st. So, you know, we just kind of follow that and see what happens. Well, you being an ex-professional basketball player, which is pretty cool because you've got to play all over the world and you've got to, I'm sure, see the whole world. The one thing that I guess is in common, regardless of what language people speak, is the energy from the crowd and the energy from the stands. And from everyone who's ever played a professional sport that I personally have met has always said that they feed off of that energy. So in your opinion, do you think that they're going to be able to start having these professional games with no one in the stands? I think players just want to play, but it's nothing like your home crowd cheering for you. Like to get people cheering for you, and like you said, feeling that energy, it just rises you up to another level. Um, some players are just mentally tough and you can just block the crowd out and you don't hear a thing, um, but that's a very small percentage. But for the most part, just hearing teams chant, I meant your fans chant, defense, you know, that matters. Like, and you hear everybody saying it, you score a point and the crowd goes wild. You know, you can't hit a game winner and nobody's in the stands. It's like, all right, high five. <laughs> you know, that's just, it's, the energy's not there. So I, I definitely understand that. That's going to be tough. Um, would you guys, just a thought process, because I heard that they wanted to, some arenas, depending on the arena owner, want to test people's temperature as they come in. I personally don't want nan nobody testing me for nothing that I don't know first. 
before going into so even if it is a laser coming at my head to read my temperature <laughs> i just want to know y'all thoughts but personally i don't even go to sporting events as it is so usually but what do you guys think about that and would you do it that's tough because i don't know what they're using and what they're trying to check me with so i don't know if i would just put myself in that position to walk in the arena and do that so i'll probably chill out until they figure this thing all the way out diana um well okay first and foremost for those of you who have heard of the temperature testing let's make sure to tell people they're not putting a thermometer in your mouth no no or in your no no they're not or none of those things no okay, no that's that not right that. there sounds mad invasive no so let's, let's let's clarify can you imagine if this no. was like a hundred years ago yeah in your people are putting you know thermometers in everyone's mouth yeah with a little plastic wrap they just yeah. look at the plastic wrap no okay. let's clarify this is like the one that they your forehead you know what i'm saying like oh okay. my god i, I didn't even think about to clarify that thank you yeah because <laughs> i know that i've seen the, the countries in asia that they've been doing this for quite some time and they take everybody's temperature before they go into a room they just like scan your forehead okay however i did see something on the news the other day that they have drones now that can detect whether or not a human being has a fever from the sky by putting oh. like these little circular like images on top of the human body. And then if it, in, if it lights up red, that means that you're above a certain temperature. And then if it stays green, that means you're good. Some like very simple- Infrared kind of things, like a- Correct. Yeah. So they're actually doing these things without even telling you they're doing these things. And they're testing out- Without certain... consent. Correct. And I'm sure there was a consent that we signed one day when we were on Google. <laughs> On I'm the, sure on your Apple when you said accept to this app the cookies accept the cookies to see this, pr- this promo code you know what I'm yes. saying whatever right <laughs> we signed away we right. have signed away our lives to several <laughs> right if you watch this Netflix episode that means that you will allow you know what I mean they fucking they did it so however they, the point is that they have they are other ways of doing this and is this the new normal if you want to go into an arena with 30,000 people sitting in the stands, the price that you must pay to do so is to make sure you're not infectious. If they put it to you like that, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be okay with getting their temperature checked. I really do not see people having an issue with it. Now, whether or not I'm comfortable with it, I think that right now, if they opened up everything next week, I'm in no rush to be in a place where there's 500 people next to me. I promise you I'm not. Absolutely. Yep. Regardless of how much bullshit this was or or is, or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm Whatever not. it is, yeah. it's not me, and right. I'm in. I'm inside. I'm just taking it slow. I think slow. that's. I think that's what's gonna happen for us overall. I think the 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 one of us who are like have thought processes in a million different ways about this are all gonna take it slow. Like right, I think we're all those people who are just like take it slow. Everyone else who want to rush, go rush, do your thing. Have you have used fun. the public bathroom ever since coronavirus has been out? I haven't no. been outside to use one. Exactly. <laughs> you have not used the public bathroom? Okay, I'm going to say it right now. No. Use the public bathroom. It's just <laughs> clean as fuck. You're going to want to cry. You're going to be like, I can't believe I'm, I'm putting myself in this danger. Okay? <laughs> I am going to melt in this bitch. Like, you just feel so bad about yourself. You're like, I cannot believe I am in here. <laughs> and if I felt like that in a fucking bathroom. <laughs> I was like, oh, I had the mask, but I was like, this is just a mask oh while God. using the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I 
a mask while you're in the bathroom. It's hilarious. A oh mask and gloves is fucking funny. So, <laughs> um, I haven't been outside to use the public bathroom one. <laughs> Two, I already am deathly afraid of public bathrooms. Originally. Mm-hmm. What did they say? BC before Corona? <laughs> I was deathly afraid that after it's just going to be the same fear. But <laughs> the taking it slow is definitely going to happen. Um, I wanted to get into what's going on right now and trending. I think that's keeping us happy while we're at home during all this like pandemic and sp- no sports. I know a lot of people miss their basketball season is happening. Um, yes. And I think if people want to see LeBron James that bad, they'll do anything. Certain people will do anything. You gotta remember <laughs> I, that, you. <laughs> I, I think they're that obsessive. They'll do anything. Um, so I wanted to touch base on the Jordan documentary that's happening right now. They pushed it up for us. The yes, last dance. The last dance. We appreciate it because I think Absolutely. as 90s kids, 80s and 90s kids, we're like enamored and in love with the idea of what this era was. So I just want to talk about certain things. And Diana had a great question. I don't know if that's the question you want to kick this off with. We can kick it off with. We can kick it off. And I want Tara to start because I already kind of know where Marley's head is at. Do you think that Jordan is a dickhead or was a dickhead? No, I think he was extremely focused on being successful. And when you want to be successful, you will do whatever it takes and you demand excellence from everyone around you. When I'm going as hard as I'm going, you have no excuse of why you can't. And especially when you know I'm the face of the league and I go this hard, oh, you going this hard too. No doubt about it. But he can't be a dickhead, though, because he would. He would. Like, he don't care about, you know, you, you want to slap? Like, he'll slap you. Like, you're not not right now. That's, he's a competitor. He is. And I think the competitor in him is what makes him a dickhead, is what makes him an ass. And he doesn't – I don't think he knows how to not leave that on the court. I think on an everyday basis, everything around him is a competition. I think he's yeah. one of those people that is, I'm walking outside, I'm walking 10 times faster than you. You'd be like, well, we're going to the same place. Like, he's just <laughs> one of those, which then, have you ever met those people who just be like, you don't have to be like this 24-7. Right? <laughs> he was like, we're not different. at work. Right, right. Yeah. He, you he, can was, leave he was there. totally different. No, he was totally different. But I think if you were in his circle, you got to see a different side of him. Um, even with media back then, you know, they can make you look a certain type of way in the eyes of the media, you know, they did it with Kobe. And then we find out like Kobe was probably one of the sweetest guys you ever know. He's willing to teach anybody. So I think the media plays a part in it and they just know how to pretty much drag the media along and let the media say what they say. But if you're in my circle, you know what I stand for and I'm not standing for your bullshit. Right. And honestly, I'm, (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm a debate what you just said, Marley. You said that there's people that they always like that and they don't have to, they don't know how to turn it off. I think excellence doesn't get turned off when people are like that. They're like that about everything in their life. Yeah. And I think that for Jordan to be who he was and to be identified the best person to play the game, he was basically the blueprint of what basketball players should actually behave and actually play like. He had that responsibility on his shoulders. And a man that I can identify his excellence like that, I don't believe he's going to give anyone slack because when he believes that he can do it, it's not because he believes he's greater than you. It's because he believes he works harder than you. So therefore, you should work just as hard as he is in order for you to talk shit to him. So I do not think he's a dick. I think that he is an alpha male who knows how to lead. 
And men like that are difficult to get along with. I personally, yes. I'm a very big fan of men like this. I'm very attracted to men like this. <laughs> Most of the men that I've dated have a similar personality trait. So I personally have nothing against a man who just doesn't respect bullshit. You see what I'm saying? I feel like that's the vibe I got from him. Like, it's like, I don't have time for, my nigga, we're getting paid millions right now. Like, this is, a, <laughs> this is our job. Yeah. Like, please man up. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like that's awesome. And I think that from what we saw from the first four episodes thus far, I think what we saw was a man that is, was excellent at a craft and learned how to get really good at that craft. Whether or not he wasn't good at sharing the ball, you feel me? <laughs> he became I good. Think, he became good at it. <laughs> I think a lot of really good basketball players have that same problem. I don't think that it's a Jordan thing. I think I personally have known it's a lot a of athletes thing in like my a... life. Everyone mm -hmm. does. You know, you know of people that can play ball or whatever. And, you know, when you're a minority, you know some athletes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just part of being a minority. Like, we're athletic people. Right. So it's like, you can, you can see people who are really good at sports that are not really good at sharing the ball. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, if I'm shooting a thousand shots a day and you shooting 200, I ain't giving your ass the ball to shoot it because I know you're not putting in the work to, I, I wouldn't put the game in your hands when I know I'm True. doing more than you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get that. And it's all about habit. If you don't have those habits to get successful, then it's no way you could just turn it on in the game. You know, you have to, you have to develop that mindset. And he did. And he, and he made every teammate that played with him better because right. he made their mental toughness. You either gonna step up because I'm gonna win at all costs. And it don't matter who on the other side, I'm gonna find a way to win. If you're not with me, then you with them and that's fine, you know? So I liked the episode. Um, I liked the Dennis Rodman episode. Oh yeah, so good. <laughs> because so good. I think for me, first of all, Carmen Electra looks amazing. Wow. I was like, that's what Carmen Electra looks at 50 something. First of all, her eyes. Her eyes are like the ocean. Like mine. Really? I don't catch her eyes. But she She is breathtaking. No, no, no. I thought a Carmen imagine this. Carmen Electra was quite old, er. Than in us. the 90s. Than than us. Us. Right. In the 90s. Because right. that was like her tw late 20s, 30s, right. like what we're at now. Carmen Electra has to be, somebody Google this, it has to be like 53, <laughs> 55. But when I say she came on that screen and my Twitter timeline blew up because Flawless. she looked like she looked when we were like 10. <laughs> like that shit was mind blowing to me. And that's all I gathered from half of that episode. Was yeah, that she, she takes care of herself, obviously. Impeccable. Mm -hmm. And that woman's been through some shits and we've seen it on the, on the news back in right. the day. Right. Impeccable. Anyways, Dennis Rodman. 48 years I, old. Oh, she's oh, wow. not even 50? No, but I mean, she looks great. She looks better yeah, than, fantastic. than me. And I'm yeah. not 48. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that bitch is doing great. She's doing fantastic. Um, but the Dennis Rodman story was interesting. I think it gave us some perspective as to like, you put yourself in his shoes at 20 something, 30 money but then not fully developed and i say you're gonna go a little bit wild and free but i don't even think what he did was too crazy or is that just me i mean he was no. crazy when we were younger we all thought he was crazy and and we still think he's crazy for those of us out here in south florida we already know dennis Rodman be out here in these streets yeah. 
He married himself, Marley. He married himself. <laughs> <laughs> he be out here in these streets looking crazy still. <laughs> he married himself. Marley, you got to look at Dennis Rodman's, uh, his um, 30 for 30 on ESPN. And then you will literally get a real dive into his life and why he is the way he is. Okay. okay. I haven't seen that one. You can check him out. I, I, it wasn't t- such a deep dive. I think it was just about that season and that time right. frame that he was with the Bulls. Right. But I thought it was like, I, he's lucky social media wasn't around. Oh, Lord. He, w- he would have been 10 times more famous if social media wasn't around. So 100. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, he would have been, it would have been a big, I don't even know what's the equivalency of him and so, and like someone he, right now who has him and social strange media. strange for our time now and imagine then we were not as open then as we are now to people's alternative lifestyles and he was strange to us then you know what i mean yeah and he was just like leather wearing hair color (laughs) tattoos and (laughs) and nose rings kind of shit and that sounds like super basic to today right right (laughs) that sounds right that's every day yeah that's the norm today but right. it was not the norm then. He At dyed all. his hair, put in, he put all kind of stuff in his hair. He didn't care. Right. I mean, Marley, he he left and he in the middle of the season, he leaves and goes to Vegas for vacation. Like, dog, that's your job. You can't just <laughs> win the season. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but as they said, they he needed those outlets. And it's like I think it's really amazing how that goes to show that when you are really good at your job, like, like people will tolerate your bullshit sometimes. And it's like, that only comes to an elite you, you know what I'm yes. saying? And it's like, he was a phenomenal basketball player. And I think that one of the things I appreciated the most from that episode was that I always knew he was a great basketball player. Everybody understood that them three, they were like, you know, the back in the day, you know, LeBron, LeBron James, and um, this guy, what's his name? Dwayne Wade. No, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and... Uh, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh, Yes that Mm -hmm. they were like the original three when Mm -hmm. three, you know what I'm saying? So everybody knew they were a great trio, but I kind of forgot how talented Dennis Rodman was because we were so young then that Mm -hmm. all the bullshit distracted me. Right. (laughs) Right. So it's like, I I promise you, I've seen Dennis Rodman mad times in South Beach. I'm talking about mad times because he lives out here and he's out here all the time. And, like, you see him and you never think twice to say, like, yo, I want to take a picture with Demis Roman. Like, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Because he just seems like, uh, like, his antics are too much. He's busy with something (laughs) else. He don't, like, it's just not for it. I um, also enjoyed, very quickly, the Scottie Pippen uh, portion of Uh, the doc, which kind of irritated me, slightly pissed me off. I even texted Kara because... (laughs) You think about seven years, 18 million or something weird like that? Yeah, yeah. That's, even though at the end of the day, we've learned that he made the most money. At the end of the day, after his full career, he made the more money than anyone in their career. That time frame, when you think about that moment, that time, and how successful the team was overall, and him not getting that kind of irritates you, kind of bothers you. Yeah, and and I think that goes to, organizations as well because if i can just put the first offer out there and i know the first offer i'm putting out is gonna be bullshit i'm expecting you to counter me but i don't know who scotty's agent was but it's like damn he signed that i'm gonna roll with that and you you got the the owner of the team saying hey scotty if i was you i wouldn't sign that deal and he signed it but he signed it because he has a dad who's um 
paralyzed and he has a younger brother who's paralyzed. So he's just thinking, let me just make sure my family is okay. I want to take care of them and not necessarily thinking, you know, hold on, y'all are shortchanging me big time. So it's like, it's twofold. Um, some people are like, Michael Jordan should have stepped up. Like, dude, Michael Jordan's just a player. Like, he can't negotiate Scotty's contract. It's like, once you sign, the Bulls morally should have went back and say, hey, Scotty, all right, look, we're going to offer you something different. But that didn't happen. They, shit, you signed it? You, all right, we good. Like, we ain't going I mean, back. it's business. It's business. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day. And that I hope players saw that you need to be educated when it comes to these organizations. That's what I took from it. Even though they got over on him, and like you said, Marty, he got the money after, be educated before going in. Because like you said earlier, um, Diana, we're minorities. So, you know, the education level is not there. We weren't taught how to deal with lump sums of money. We just were barely taught how to deal with the little money we had. So when we get these big contracts, which we think are big and it's really small and minute, you know, we just, oh yeah, shoot, I'm going for the mill. I might not see it anymore. I might get hurt, you know? So right. I think that was a big lesson. And I hope that, you know, our youth take advantage of what was put on that screen for them to see. That's a great talking point that I know that just recently the NCAA is now opening for athletes to get paid at hey, college. I need, hey, Texas a listen to me. I need back pay. I need my back pay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I need my back pay, man. Or <laughs> I said, I am legend status. I need my back pay. 100. I need my back pay. Every jersey they got number one on it. Come on, man. I need, I need that. Just, just go ahead and cut the check. We can talk about it. Cut the check. <laughs> yeah, it's totally unfair that students that are highlighted don't get any kind of credit for their jerseys. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And the thing was, they were saying, well, you're getting a free education. But I'm telling you, man, college, you know, playing a sport, you got to go to class. You either flying out to play and then you're flying back in late at night and then you got to get up for class the next day. You got to go to practice, got to go to study hall. Like you have a schedule that's pretty much set for you. So I do think athletes do deserve that because at any moment you can get hurt and that's that. And they're like, well, you can get an education. I mean, you could graduate with a degree, but you might not even go in the field of that. You know what I'm saying? Of what your right. degree is. Right. So it's like, nah, pay me. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, and, but hopefully with this, um, these athletes don't get taken advantage of and pay attention to what they're getting, what they're doing, and what they're doing with that money. Hopefully there's, in my opinion, some you have to wait till graduation is over to get the sum of money or some sort of rollout on the payout as it goes through so that it kind of controls because when we start getting large sums of money anybody you act yeah. a damn fool we go if i stunt. was in college <laughs> getting a large sum of money just the financial aid check i thought it was balling oh. i wasn't using it towards the books how many unnecessary sneakers i bought with that student exactly <laughs> You get what I mean? So imagine you an athlete and getting paid out for your jersey in the middle of a school year. You yeah, act like a damn fool. You buying a penthouse. It's yeah. gonna go right. insane. So hopefully but I'm they don't have good. and I'm hoping they don't have um, agents or management companies that take advantage of the athletes as well. Like, you know, they try, oh, we're gonna negotiate on your behalf and then they get in ninety percent and you get ten percent of the earnings, you know what I mean? So it's so twofold with everything. I just hope everybody does right by everyone in that deal. So do I. Um, Takara, before we wrap up, final words on the Jordan documentary. I know he's your favorite player, so I'm going to let you have a little moment of just 
sharing your passion of him. And then lastly, uh, give us all your handles where people can find you, uh, contact you, even if they're looking for a home in the South Florida area, how they could reach out to you. That's right. All right. So um, with uh, the last dance, what I did see was, you know, um, it's just greatness. You have to be consistent with this. He didn't take games off for no load management like our athletes are doing now. He didn't cheat the fans. Um, anytime the media wanted to talk to him about whatever, you know, if he didn't want to go into a situation or into a topic, he just told him, you know, you got to talk to whoever about that. Um, he wasn't necessarily friendly with other people. You know, the game is competitive, and you got to understand, if people are trying to beat you, you're not supposed to let that happen. So for me, I grew up watching him, and, you know, I, I developed my competitive spirit from him. Like, I, I watched Come Fly With Me, Air Jordan, all, all his videotapes. Um, <laughs> and they were on VCR at the time. We, didn't, we couldn't stream it. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was just greatness. And other players respected his greatness because he went so hard. And he got cut when he was in high school. He didn't quit. He didn't cry to his mom. And his mom said, forget that. I'm taking you from this team. I'm taking you somewhere else. He accepted coaching. He didn't quit when the adversity hit. So that's what I get from it. And that's why I probably why I go so hard as I do. Like, it's nothing you can't get over. You just got to try. You know, don't try to get over the same way because clearly that way probably didn't work. But you got to try a different way. You know, he didn't yeah. fall when the, pist when the Pistons beat him up. And, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to get stronger. Because it's like, if that's your adversary, you can beat him. You know what I mean? But you got to just beat him in a different way. Be stronger. Be mentally tough. So that's what I took from right now from the last dance. And awesome. he is the GOAT. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> so give us all your handles, how people can find you, and how they can get a home from you. How they can reach you to find a home. All right, you looking for me to find a home, go to Takara Williams underscore on IG. And if you go to Takara Williams Real Estate on Facebook, you'll find me. But just look for them hashtags, the basketball realtor. You can find me anywhere. Check out my basketball magazine, Sweet Rebound magazine. Find me everywhere. Just Google me, people. <laughs> <laughs> you are Googleable. That's actually, that is a fantastic thing to be. The stats even I show know, up. Right? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much Takara for joining us. We appreciate it. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. For thank sure. You for, thank, thank you, you ladies. Take care. Thank you ladies Bye. for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Well, thank you Takara for joining us. I mean, we are such I know I know I was a tomboy back in the day, so sports I can be into. Diana, I think right. I feel the same from you that you had a tomboy tendencies. Well, a I mean, bit I of... also have, I have a big brother. So oh, that's right. Big brother, like, you kind of get introduced to, like, boy stuff when you're growing up, which ends up being pretty cool when you get older, because you're like, hey, I kind of know about stuff like that, too. You know <laughs> you're what like, I, mean? I can keep up with the rest. I can keep up with the lingo. You know what I mean? But, uh, no, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, I, basketball is my favorite sport. Yeah, and um, I, I really enjoy watching it and it's like the only sport I would watch by myself and I can say that like as a woman there's not many sports that women watch by themselves you no. know what I mean yeah. but basketball is one that I can watch by myself enjoy it enough to like understand enough and to like really be engaged um, now to be honest with you I owe that to the Jordan era because that's when I got introduced to basketball for real for real Mm -hmm. was watching those really high electric games and not necessarily understanding the sport yet because I was a kid 
but like seeing the way that everyone in my living room was reacting to it, it like made you want like want to be engaged as well. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why our generation really, really enjoys the basketball sport. You know what I mean? Like we're into it. Yeah. And that's the reason why LeBron is as famous as he is now. And even like, you know, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson. The reason that we, we grew up liking those players is because we already had, we grew up in a culture where Jordan was the fucking man. Yeah. So it's like basketball was so rough back in the day and so intense. And so there was like so much crazy competitiveness on the court. And like, it's become so much softer now. And like, I feel like if you get into it now, it's not the same type of fan as if you would have gotten into it the way we did. Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, and shout out to my cousin, two cousins one the cousin whose room i now have taken over still has basketball posters and that is a girl she still has all her basketball posters and jerseys she is a basketball fanatic mm-hmm. and two to my cousin gabby who had a life-size cutout of michael jordan in his bedroom oh wow up, okay <laughs> like kids of the 90s space jammed out i'm yeah. talking about life-size cutouts posters everywhere right played Jordan all day from probably from the age of like seven to like we were 14 like intense real shit so yeah it's you're right I think Jordan was and this is the age before social media so you really had to go through magazines you had to watch tv highlights you know you really had to read about all these people and really get to know them and read their stats so it was like a different layer to it as how fanatics we were or how much we enjoyed it and how much it meant a lot of to us growing up like space jam is a big like i love that movie absolutely i mean the fact that during the um documentary the last dance every time he had one of the jordans on i was like calling out the numbers every time (laughs) i'm like oh shit you know what i'm saying like that shit is dope for like those of us who valued you know those sneakers when we were growing yeah. up and they're still in style now which is awesome like retro jordans are like still the dopest sneakers so it's like it's awesome that like that culture is like the culture that we grew up on you know what i mean like this so is, we kind of created in, in a, sense. a sense yeah right and it's like this shit is hot and it's like those sneakers were fire when we were like oh my god i need these sneakers and it's like you see him wearing when you see him wearing it it's like oh He's like wearing the fucking sneaker. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. That was cool about it. I kind of geeked out. I'm not going to lie. Like, no, of I was course. Like, and yeah. there's like several episodes left. So yeah. Shout outs to them for that. And moving right along. Moving right along. Let's talk a little about a bit about the shits. Let's talk about Instagram. Okay. Because we all know we all like to act high and mighty, but we all be on Instagram. Okay? All of us. All of us. The First thing I want to say that we all be on Instagram, let's say we really all be on Instagram. Why are so many people that are incarcerated doing all these damn challenges on Instagram? Like, I'd be like, okay, this is a little loose. Like, it's like, it's like 12 different videos I've seen. Oh, I've seen, I've seen several and they be knowing how to do the dance better than I do. So they have time to scroll and study and like i don't even have tiktok on my phone but this prisoner does i just want to share this this i don't know i think that might be i guess because the whole country shut down so are the jail systems i don't know (laughs) everyone's just kind of like everyone just be safe and don't touch me like 
I don't know. That I do find very interesting. But haven't people always been sneaking in? I mean, they've always been sneaking it in, I'm sure. But this I'm was sure, like, I mean, I, they feel I'm very, sure. very like, when the men are doing the dances, it's like they have no care in the world. They're in the open space. Right. And they have haircuts and shape-ups. <laughs> like, what? It's and the on. camera's like on the windowsill that the sunlight <laughs> coming in and hitting them in the right way. And you're just like, they have angles. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's an interesting thought. I, there are a lot of them. I didn't realize that there were so right. many. Right. And I was just thinking to myself, is it that we just loose right now because of the coronavirus or because like it really be loose in jail? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't really know what to take of this. I was like, wow, this is like a lot. It I might mean, be a mix of two. I be watching my Netflix shows with the prisoners, you know what I'm saying? And I know they be sneaking in contraband. I know this. But I thought it was a secret. Like I didn't think that it was something. <laughs> I thought it was, was supposed to be low key, not tag the <laughs> not tag the facility you're in while you're doing it. Or wearing the shirt that says the facility's a name on it. Yeah, that's very true. And the CEOs are probably to the location. Right. The CEOs are probably just like, I don't want to touch you. You don't want to touch me. We don't know who got what. We're trapped in here together. Because at the end of the day, a CEO is kind of stuck in there also for right. however many hours. So they probably right. just don't want to interact with them and just be like, just don't do nothing stupid. Right. If you want to do a little shiggy challenge, it's all good, right? A little shimmy on the, on the, on the gram, go ahead. <laughs> right. Don't tell now, them where you are. I think another phenomenon that we must all admit is TikTok. Um, clearly, this is something that happened after we were already adults. Because TikTok is like the new phenomenon, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. I still do not understand why it is that it's a good platform for musical artists. I don't know how they profit from this. If you do know, please enlighten me. Mm -mm. But apparently a lot of new music gets dropped on TikTok, right? Yeah, that's the new, uh, yeah, the new way to drop music or snippets or something like that. Right. A few of the videos I've seen, I've all, the only TikTok videos I've seen is the ones that they post on Instagram after they did it on TikTok because I don't have a TikTok account. I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm social media out with all the possible social media platforms I can find. We reach the age mm -hmm. where we could know, for me, my brain capacity to keep up with things on a constant basis, that's not relevant to me or i'm interested in i no longer have room for those things right so certain apps and certain things like that that aren't beneficial to like what i do for a daily basis or for work i have no you know i have no story good point for that. I don't good think point this there's really no need for more distractions right like i i can't mm -hmm. add it to my plate i will say i, have, I live with a 21 year old cousin who has a tiktok <laughs> and i'll run into her all the time figuring out how to do a dance and recording herself. I walk right in the middle of it. <laughs> I didn't know what's happening. <laughs> but um, it is interesting. And I see it from her phone, whatever she shows me. That's how I watch a TikTok. Right. I mean, yeah. I personally think, like, for example, I think Osuna, for those of you who follow Osuna, Osuna is hilarious on TikTok. Because he? he be posting his videos on his Instagram of what he be doing on, Insta on TikTok and he is hilarious. Like, he is a funny guy. He's always, like, imitating, like, really funny Dominican clips. I don't even know how to explain it. He's really funny. <laughs> um, so, shout out to Osuna and, and Latino rappers, of course. Now, <clears throat> as far as 
you know, everything kind of shifting. I think it was important for us to highlight that because you know how everybody's been saying that we now have to learn how to praise doctors and nurses and frontline workers and that we no longer have the ability to praise actors and athletes, that this is like a shift in society. Yeah, it's like a shift in society that we're no longer just praising people in Hollywood and people who are high paying athletes that we're actually taking the time to thank those who save our lives. And that there's been a shift in popularity because of that. And that kind of puts things in perspective that takes away the, the glorified status that we give celebrities and athletes. Hmm. So I thought it was a good thing to bring up because we were just talking about a glorified athlete. Yes. Which is Michael Jordan and how he has, he's an iconic American because of his athletic abilities Mm -hmm. but do we ever see that level of admiration ever happening with like let's say like dr fauci well dr fauci might be a hard example given that dr fauci's been there for like older than longer than we (laughs) i mean he's just the most famous doctor right now you know right now yeah no of course of course I, i get the i get that but i'm thinking like I just remember one day someone talking about Dr. Fauci's been in there since Reagan. And I'd be like, well, God damn. Yeah. That man knows a lot. Um, but I think, I think the difference is when we talk about Jordan, it's because it's sort of something we can't technically physically do ourselves. Right. There's like a fantasy of like, wow, I would love to be able to have that agility, that jump that drive, that skill set, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why sometimes we, not glorify, because I'm always careful with that, because I don't hold everybody to like a huge ass pedestal, like how I it, see as like my friends or my mom, right? Because that man can disappoint us at any moment. Like we said, he's an ass. <laughs> but I will say, I think individually some people do because that person has a skill set of that nature that I can't pick up, that's why we probably have a little bit more uh, excitement over them, mm-hmm. over a health worker or social worker or Oh, I mean, can thing. you do what a surgeon can do? I mean... But I can be taught that skill. And I can be... I can educate myself to do that. And I can do that in 10, 15 years from now. If I put myself... Right? I think... That's fair what Jordan has is something that's natural born agility and he worked hard at it. Let me know. Well, that's, you could work hard at it also, but it yeah, seems I mean, so much more further and they never make it in the NBA. No, true. But it seems mm-hmm. so much further than me becoming a surgeon. That's so Does that make sense for you to say? That's so interesting for you to I'm, say. Maybe I'm sure. that, that's just me processing. No, no, no. It right I think now. I think that you're you have a valid point, and it's interesting because I'm sure that there's a whole group of people right now that probably feel opposite of you, and they say, you know what, I could probably do great athletically if I really try to put myself to it. I just don't have the mental capacity to retain the information to be a fucking surgeon. You know, like I oh. guess it just depends from what set of eyes you're looking at it from. Because it's really fascinating. It's about what each person's natural abilities are at the end of the day. Because right. if like if you're like five five, you're probably not gonna be able to dunk like Jordan. Never. Like regardless of how much <laughs> athletic training, you know what I'm saying? Right. You do. Yeah. So that's that's a fair fucking point. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that to me is that. So, and I'll say like in the Hollywood aspect of it, I think it's that same way. Some of us don't have a talent skill set to be convincing in whatever that person does in that actor, you know, in that, in that movie or something like that. I think it's just, I think it's all towards the individual, but I don't think we should ever hold anyone to a pedestal because you will be disappointed in some way, shape or form. You have to be prepared for disappointment. And if that makes sense. Right. right. But no, I understand, I, I understand the importance right now of, I think this does open eyes to, to realize that you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be an actor to be appreciated or rewarded or do right. things that are rewarding because these people put themselves on the line just as much and that's a rewarding job and that's you know can make you feel good and that has achievements just as much and just as well yeah but in america celebrities are royalty oh yeah the celebrities are the royalty of our land mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying we just we praise and 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 idealize hollywood and and people who are wealthy obviously hello look at our reality stars like all they do is show off how rich they are at the right. end of the day so and now they're like... bored and really showing you <laughs> <laughs> we have seen was, we have seen drake's entire household that's how mm-hmm. bored he is he made a music video of it right right i i love me a tootsie slide oh my find the dance very difficult i'm not gonna lie like the switching up while you're on the same foot it's not easy. And I feel like you do got to create a, a way of making it comfortable. That's why Ciara is still the fucking king when it comes to like all this shit. That bitch is the best. And so, pregnant while doing it. Wow. She was, see, oh, she is you see? the best. Athletes. Dancers. Oh exactly. Yo, sidebar. Uh, on the Joe Budden's podcast, when they were talking about, I don't know if you heard this episode that they were talking about when your girl moves on and she upgrades. And they were talking about how uh, Sierra is a perfect example of oh, moving absolutely. on and upgrading. Yeah. She ended up being with like the most amazing man on the planet after oh, being with Future. Amazing man. Yeah. Who's a half cornball, I might have to say. Yeah, but it's sometimes better for him to be a little but corny. It's better know, for y'all him. ladies is out here listening, y'all already know what I'm talking about. It's sometimes better when he's a little corny because he's going to be all about you. Bro. I can take the corny with the faithfulness. Because that's what we got. He is a yeah, He's adorable. He is mm-hmm. cute. And look at, I mean, he's amazing. And he mm-hmm. treats her as she should have been treated from day one. Absolutely. So that's a throwback. Um, speaking of Tootsie Slide, actually speaking of TikToks, I, there's a Dominican TikTok threads out there. And y'all kids are trying to learn how to cook. But someone made a Dominican locrio mm-hmm. with queso. Ew. And I was like, TikTok, that's where I don't want to be a part of you. That isn't and at all. that's how people are learning how to cook. So please, not everything is for everybody. And, and you don't have to put cheese on everything, people. Stop being so fucking fat. Like, come on, bro. Everything don't need cheese. And trust me, I love me some fucking <laughs> I cheese. I love some cheese. I love me some cheese. But you don't got to put fucking fat in everything. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, niggas is, oh, God, man. <laughs> but I love. I love me some I cheese. Some don't cheese. get me wrong. Y'all know me. I know I fuck with cheese. But, like, I'm also educated enough to know 
that there's a there's a portion that you should have and there's a portion you should not have because and not every profile not every flavor profile requires cheese on it you don't need some cheese on your ice cream fat ass like no! just slow that shit down like i'm just i'm exaggerating obviously but i'm just saying like it's come on social media social media is a whirlwind and i mean look at all these factors we just talked about in a moment it can take you for a roller coaster ride of what is happening what is out there and what is real or not right. real what is absolutely reality of it like again is it really jailbirds on tiktok <laughs> dancing two tits like they was in jail they definitely look they was oh another side note see i think we just called the segment side note but <laughs> we're uh, i think later we'll take a deep dive into artificial intelligence because mm. i discovered an instagram account that has over two million followers has songs out with tiana taylor um and is a complete fake ai animated character wow okay and that is what social media is doing to be like we have to be prepared to be able to train our minds not to be tricked between what's real and what's not real spooky yeah Okay. and then we will and then with that note we will we will just say you know what guys twilight zone and all that other good stuff and uh and keeping keeping up with the keeping up but besides that uh we appreciate uh this conversation because it was kind of about the entertainment what's keeping us going during this quarantine and you know we all just trying to make it work obviously we would love to get back to normalcy and being outside but since this may take a little longer than anticipated especially in some of the states that are listening especially northeast guys new york city you are our biggest following so we know you guys are listening and um we definitely can only imagine how frustrating it must be to not necessarily have an end date so that's why it's important to have these entertaining things to watch like instagram and like these shows and whatnot now we are going to probably give you guys some recommendations on other things that are really good to watch i have a few um i have a movie it's called the female brain i saw it on hulu i really liked it super cute movie it's a female movie but it's also educational so for example for you ladies who have a boyfriend or a husband or a significant other at home you know how sometimes you want to watch it like a girl topic and they're just like you know let's 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 talk after you're done watching this type of vibe <laughs> um this is a good one because it kind of educates you on how the actual brain works so it's a, it's like a really cool uh romantic comedy because oh, nice. it kind of shows you like let's say you're in the middle of, of a pro of, of meeting a new guy it'll pause it and allow you to see what the brain triggers as to why you're attracted to the person so it's a good watch and it learned it allows you to self-reflect on certain behaviors that we have as women so I think the female brain is a really cool, cool thing to watch. You know, sure. I love a romantic comedy. So yeah, I'm watching. and it's a spot romantic comedy. Cool. Um, as far as another show that I think me and Marley can relate on from FX, uh, Dave, super hilarious. Love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Super hilarious. Super uh, rapper Little Dicky is the star of the show. He is quirky. He is talented he's a phenomenal actor comedy is extremely funny well written very well and super great well cast great cast 
Diana, I cried in an episode. Like, yeah, great cast. I love his girlfriend in the show. Did you see the last episode? Yeah, we're not gonna spoiler alert. But just that whole episode in general was yes, yes. Honestly, I love her. Like, I love her. That's why I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I fucking love her. So, um, it's a good show. Yeah, I mean, it even like the the episode I cried on was um had to do with mental health because I cried too. He was legitimately crying, and that's his actual real story in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like, so it has this mix of real life components. Absolutely. And comedy at the same time. So when I learned that was um, that guy Gators, because that's his real name too, I think his rapper name is Gator, that he's really bipolar. Like he really has these issues. Nice. And so that being implemented was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. I learned he had it prior to that airing. Prior to me seeing the show. So the reason why I went to go see it is because someone posted it. So I was like, let me go watch the show. Got I was like, it. why okay. would somebody like so I that clip was on Instagram somewhere and it intrigued me to go watch the show. I think the show is fantastic. Out of this world. If you guys like Atlanta, because Atlanta mm-hmm. has a little bit of that dark com is more dark comedy, Atlanta. But that wittiness, that little mm-hmm. like there's not a background track laughing. It's right. fucking laughing out loud because you get it, what just happened. Right. And you get what they're talking about. It's that kind of deal. And that's what I like. I like that wittiness, that almost intellectual comedy that you'd be like, ha, I get it. Kind of thing. I, I, I see this being a great success. I see this show having a lot of success. Yeah. And a great opportunity for Dickie. So shout mm-hmm. out to him. That's a good one. Any other recommendations? Uh, I think that's all I have for this week. Um, my one recommendation, I can't remember if I already said this one, Little Fires Everywhere. Mm, good show. Um, I, I finished it as well. I think it was fantastic. I don't need a season two. I think everyone should watch it. Yeah. Do you want to debate about that in the next episode if it needs another season? <laughs> you know what I think was so fantastic about that show? I hated both the main characters a lot throughout a lot. the show. The whole so it's like I wasn't like happy with either of these bitches a lot. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't understand you. I don't understand you. I was like so frustrated. And that to me is phenomenal acting. Like if you can get me so involved that I have an emotional reaction to both of your behaviors equally, it's because you got you women are doing a fantastic job acting. Talking about yelling at the TV, screaming, pissed off at these bitches. Yeah, like, I don't even want to see you come on my screen again. <laughs> Do you understand? Yo, all I kept on saying was this bitch, this bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck is she? What? Yo, <laughs> let me tell you though. When Reese Witherspoon did that one scream. Uh huh. Actually, there's two times that she screams. One scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, bitch. She told you to put them fucking shoes on. <laughs> that was one. But the second one at the end, I said, oh, she's a fucking actress. Yeah. That shit is real. That she's shit right there sure. deserves all the awards because she hit you a You know, it was a really good, a really good actress she as well. The one who plays uh, the daughter. Um, 
All the kids are good actors. All the kids are phenomenal. All the kids actors, are good actors, by the way. But no, um, uh, I don't want to call her the black daughter, but right now I don't Carrie, remember her character. Uh, Carrie Washington's um, Pearl. Pearl. There you go. The girl who plays Pearl. Gorgeous girl. Uh, Gorgeous. Pearl is a phenomenal actress. Wow. Wow. When she's going toe to toe with her mom and like having those type of scenes, I'm like, yo, this little girl is like acting. Acting. Like acting. really well. Really There's well. something about every single one of those characters that I thoroughly enjoyed and you learned them. And I think that's why for me, I don't want a season two and don't need a season two because I think the character development that happened throughout the show mm-hmm. as we progressed and got to the season, that ending, we knew everything about them. We felt them. We felt their emotion. Like, I think I gathered everything I wanted from them and I felt satisfied for them at the end. I think that, that for me, I think I was just, just so satisfied with it at the end. I don't think it's going to be possible to not do a season two. There's going to be such a great reaction to this that I think that they're going to make another, just because the people are going to want another season because it was so well done. But there's and, no more book to it either. So I feel like if the writer didn't have a season two or more to it, there's just nothing more to it. It's happened before. Yeah, but you know, Hollywood likes to ruin some shits. Mm-hmm. And when you're satisfied, you're satisfied. With, to me, I am satisfied. But anyways, for for those of you who haven't noticed, Hulu is where it's at. By the way, for quantity. very much where it's at. Yeah, it has transitions to the Hulu account. I haven't opened that uh, other one yeah. <laughs> in a while, yeah. in some time. Um, and that is my recommendation. You guys should just go watch Little Fires Everywhere. I think it's fantastic. Just as a woman, as a mom, like as a hope to be mom, as a person who has a mom. Right. You can see some parts where you'd be like, oh, my mama would have snatched my ass. Just little yeah, emotional. And, and then having you... a lot of kids is difficult, too. Yeah. It's just, it, it was is. just a fantastic series. Mm-hmm. So that is my recommendation this week. Awesome sauce, guys. Now you, hear, you heard it here first, okay? We talked about Jordan and female movies. Rom-coms. Podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know what else... You, you can expect from such a fantastic podcast like where else are you going to find this type of multifaceted podcast people it's incredible don't forget to follow us on our instagram pages uh facebook oops don't forget to follow us at fresh mondays podcast on instagram facebook um you can email us at fresh mondays podcast at gmail.com you can follow me at Love Marley, L-U-V-M-A-R-L-E-Y underscore. You can follow Diana at I am Diana C underscore. I am Diana C underscore. And please make sure to reach out at any time if you guys are interested in being a part of our conversation. Thank you so much for all of our guests during this quarantine series. And thank you so much for all of our future guests. We really appreciate you guys being a part of this and helping us all get through these tough times in our country. Uh, We're all stuck no matter where we are, guys. Let's make the best of it and enjoy a good episode of Fresh Monday Podcast. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and see you next week. Bye.